evening, everybody. So I'm going to begin our reflection today by telling a story that I actually haven't told in a homily for nearly 10 years. It goes back to the year of 1996. It was my first summer overseas in Rome. And because of some plans that had fallen through, I had to readjust at the last minute my travel plans for Christmas. And so instead of traveling with the people that I wanted to travel with, I ended up having to travel with the most aggravating guy in the seminary. Boy, oh boy, I sure hope he doesn't listen to this homily because he's going to know who he is. And we went to Europe, sort of Central Europe at the time, particularly Poland, which was going through the sort of the largest, deepest cold spell it had in decades. It got 20 degrees below zero Celsius. And this guy was from North Dakota. So this was like a spring day for him. And he was driving me nuts. I was ready to die. It was so cold in our travels, but he was ready to go and frolic through the tundra. And so we were traveling from Poland, where we had just engaged in this wonderful Christmas dinner, where the dessert was what I thought to be chocolate milk, but was actually spoiled milk. He thought it was fantastic. And then we were heading to Czechoslovakia, the Czech Republic. And what happened was, it was 96. It was just a few years after the fall of the Iron Curtain, and so these Eastern Bloc countries were just sort of coming into more modernity and the influence of the West. And so the train system, time was not as efficient as hopefully it is today. And it was like we we're taking some horrible train to this miserable place in the darkness and cold in the middle of the night. And what happened was is we had to stop over in some place in the middle of Poland where it was dark and we had to get out to catch another train at about 2 o'clock in the morning. And so both myself and my traveling companion got out and it was cold. I hadn't eaten a good meal in several days. I was missing home from our first time being away from Christmas and we're sitting in this dark, dank, sort of miserable train station in the middle of nowhere, Poland. The lights were very, very dim. There was not any star in the sky. And I was in the middle of complete darkness. And so there are a number of the ironies that I faced at the time. One, that for whatever reason, Poland at the time was having this sort of renaissance or renewal or a new understanding of the music of Wham! and George Michael. It was playing over and over and over again, particularly the song Last Christmas, which is popular now, but really wasn't popular back then. So we're sitting here at 2 o'clock in the morning in the cold in Poland, listening to Last Christmas and feeling miserable, like the darkness that we see in the reading today's gospel. We're called to be a light in that darkness. But in that train station in 1996, there was one bright light, one bright light that I remember so vividly. For some strange, ironic reason, in the middle of this train station 
was this massive, larger-than-life gumball machine with big gumballs the size of your fist and all these different colors. It was one of these fancy ones that when you put your money in, the gumball rolled down this little ladder until it came out into your hands. And it was there, the sole color, at least that I remember, in this miserable, dark place of this communist-era architecture. And so I was sitting there thinking that I was in some sort of surreal dream looking at this gumball machine when a group of gypsy women came into the train station, obviously waiting for a train at this ungodly time of the night or the morning. And the women had a small child with them. Gypsies, of course, travel throughout Europe asking for money, begging, leading a pretty miserable existence. And as you might imagine, this little girl, about four years old, was just transfixed on this gumball machine. Clear to anyone in there, even someone like myself, half asleep, knew what this young girl wanted. But of course, her mom or the other women could not or would not afford to get her that gumball. And so something struck me in my mind. I hadn't had any coffee. There was no Red Bull back then. I said to myself, I'm going to buy this girl a gumball. This is really going to brighten her day and really potentially might be the best gift that she gets for Christmas. So I got up and pulled some coins out of my pocket and sort of went to the mom and pointed at the gumball machine, pointed at the young girl. And I remember girl's face lit up when the mom said it would be okay for me, presumably, to get her a gumball. So I went and brought this little girl over, put my money in, pulled this lever, and the gumball began to go down, a bright red gumball that came out in her hands. It was big as her head. I don't know how she's going to fit this into her mouth, but she was so excited. Her face lit up, ran back to her mother. But not only did her face light up, her joy lit up that whole entire train station. She was a light in the darkness. And that's where the gospel really comes in. Whether or not she enjoyed that gumball later, the happiness that my deed brought to her, of going outside of myself for whatever reason, and doing this act of charity brought light into this young woman's life enough to radiate and illuminate that whole entire place. So much so that I still remember it 25, almost 25 years later. Because this is what Jesus is talking about. This is what we hear about in the first reading. The way that we bring light into the darkness, that we don't hide our light in the bushel basket, basket is by doing good deeds is by reaching out in love to our brothers and sisters. Yes, it's important to use and have the light of reason, but what our Lord is talking about is the light of charity, the light that brings joy into the lives of so many who are living in darkness, whether it be poverty or loneliness or alienation or homelessness, or like this young girl in this dark and miserable place. A simple deed of buying her that gumball was enough to light up her life, the life of her family, and 
all of that entire train station. This is what we're called to do in being the light of the world, is through our charitable acts, bring light to others, to dispel the darkness in their lives. But here's the thing that I realized that really is the thing that has lasted with me all these years. That indeed, that deed, so simple and so small, brought light to the darkness, but also that when we bring light to others, in some real way, that light reflects back into our own lives. The time I was studying moral theology for the first time in Rome, under time, the moral theologian who was teaching there, Father Wojciech Gierte, who now is the papal theologian, a great Dominican-Polish priest, who was sort of revolutionizing the minds of students at the time by presenting a new, seemingly new way of understanding morality, by saying that morality is about virtue, it's about living the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes, not simply about doing our duty. And that was one of the big things we had talked about, is that so many people had bought into this ethics that if it's the right thing to do, then you do it because God says so, and you don't enjoy it, you don't feel good about it. In fact, that if you do begin to feel good about doing something good, then maybe there's something wrong. And so we call in philosophy and ethics deontology, an ethic based in duty and rules and laws. And so I had sort of come to understand and realize that I was living that way. Yeah, I was trying to live a moral life, but any time that I did something, it was simply because I had to. I was following the laws, doing the right thing, and if I ever felt good about it, then I really sort of felt guilty sort of push it away. But Father Geertik was teaching us that no, that's wrong. When we do do a good deed, a deed of charity, a deed of virtue, it's okay and actually normal for us to feel good about it. It's good for us to have joy at reaching out in charity to another person. That's the light that we bring to others that reflects back into our own lives and can dispel the darkness. And so by bringing light into her life, I was not obliged to do that. It was the first time that I really allowed myself to experience the joy and the happiness that dispelled my own darkness from this miserable Christmas vacation because of the light that was reflected back into my life. And that's the message of the gospel and what I hope that we can all take away today. Yes, that responsibility that we have to be the light in the life of others, but to realize that when we do good for others, it's sort of a positive feedback loop. We're going to feel good. We're going to. We hopefully feel the same joy and light in our own lives which makes us want to be more charitable, to bring more light, to dispel more darkness. This is not selfishness, it's not egotism, but in fact, the way the Lord has set it up, a life of virtue, a life of charity, bringing light to others that reflects back 
dispel the darkness in our own lives and to bring joy into our hearts. Amen.